Hello, and welcome to the Swift Talk. I'm Kate, the Swifty. I'm not-so-swift Sam, getting ready for the Autumn of Ennui with Taylor Swift oh and Kate God. and Jason. Oh, my God. Jason. Yes? Guess what we're in talks to do. What are we in talks to do? Well, what are you in talks to do? <laughs> oh, no, no, Because no. the word we has, <laughs> I have not been advised of anything that I'm in talks to do. Hey, man, if she says we, it's all of us. It, it's got to include you, too. <laughs> it's got to include you, too. It is past your bedtime. But at midnight on October 21st, we think we're going to do a listening party for the new album. Where is that going to happen? Mona. Okay. Uh-huh. So fun, right? Think about it. You could have a nice little dinner at Massimo's beforehand. Is that a Friday night? It's a Thursday. Well, Wednesday into, yeah, Thursday into Friday. Thursday into Friday. Well, yeah, because I mean, you're not going to get there right at midnight. Does it come out on the 20th? It comes out midnight on the 21st. So, like, technically everything starts on Thursday, but you finish on Friday. It starts on Thursday the 20th. Mm-hmm. And it, at, and like, 10 o'clock, 11. Just checking. 11 o'clock, probably. Just checking the dates, you know, did your, you know. Oh, we're, time frames. we're starting earlier and then it's going to be... Well, you can't just show up at midnight. It's already, it drops at midnight. You have to be all settled in, ready to go. <laughs> Strap in, folks. We're calling it Midnights at the Museum. Cute, right? It, it, yeah, that is a very cute idea. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Owen Wilson's going to be there. Ben Stiller. Or Sam and Jason. Yeah. Or Same us, yeah. yeah. As Ben and Owen. Sure. Wow. It's so fun, right? So fun. I'm excited. I think I'm levitating from my chair. Me too. Me too. Are well, we actually going to spin the album? Well, we don't have the album by then. You're so going to stream it. it. But the album will be, should be shipping in the mail. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Taylor merch takes a while. It does. Okay. No, nothing swift about the Taylor Swift delivery process. It That's seems okay. like. Worth the wait. I so, wore. so is this like a done deal? Or are you still in the in the um, exploratory phase? Well, Shannon said that sounds great. Okay, sure, <laughs> go for it. Sounds fun. Okay, so you're gonna have a dance party or just a listening party? Just a listening. We don't know. Like, we don't know what this album is. It's just a listening party now. Because what if it's just a really sad album that like just breaks you apart well i was just con- concerned about like art being yeah, damaged well, if people too. are down dancing around sculptures and things so well and then it's the new exhibit so mm. which will have just opened that week nice so many fun things at midnights at the museum and at dance parties i don't know i haven't done the math it's probably happening the week this week that you're listening this, yep uh, uh, happening on monday sunday sunday what, what day is this dance party Sunday the 18th. Gotta get up my butterflies. Oh boy. Yeah, so when you're listening to this on the 14th, come out and join us on Sunday night. Dance like no one's watching. Dance. Dance to the tailor. Yeah. You should all be new romantics now. Come dance. I hate the voices. So what do we got this week, Kate? Um, well, this week we're doing 1989, which is very fun because it's a 1989 song. and We love 1989, but I actually did a little focus group this week because last week you got all judgy with me, mm. and I asked random Swifties, 
not my inner circle Swifties, but random Swifties that I waited on about whether or not they could name their top five favorite Taylor songs. Yes, and? and everybody was like, well, I can tell you my favorite Taylor song. Shake it off. All too well 10. Every single one said Every that. Every single one said that. They obviously haven't listened to too much Taylor Swift before. I think they're they're the... Um, this might be why they call you grumpy. Popular songs only? No. Not one person said Willow as a number one. No. Ugh. I think Willow's my number one right now. It's Maybe. Just... I, I think it is my number one right now. I'll take it. I will always take you guys liking a Taylor song. But no, because then we went back. We're like, well, you know... There's all of these great songs. There's Style, there's Blank Space, there's Enchanted, there's The Way You Loved Me. There's just so many songs. So what mood am I in? Where am I at mentally? What's happening in the world? What's happening in my life? Am I looking for like excited Taylor? Am I looking for revengeful Taylor? Like where am I? There's like almost 200 songs. How do you pick just five? With your preferences, eyes, brain, ears, personality. Well, yeah, but like some days when you're sad, a sad song is going to hit a little bit harder than like an upbeat I'm so in love song. Well, right, but we're, we're saying not just like what's your go-to, like top five, like if you had Desert Island five songs. I don't think I could do it. There's just so many. Mm -hmm. I think Jason and I could do it. We'd be like, all right, Willow, New Romantics, Shake It Off. Uh He'd be really down for gorgeous. At least you just keep replaying like the first. You guys really loved Don't Blame Me. Mm -hmm. I can't remember many of the titles. So we'll have to have like a greatest hits at some point. Don't, don't encourage her. Don't <laughs> encourage her. But it's like, oh, and, and our girls in Toronto at the film festival. And is she promoting her all to Tenwell video music? Short long form video, yes, she is. Short long form video. I know what it's called. We take short form improv and long form. Well, and improv. so that's called an oxy swift. <laughs> <laughs> so all of a sudden, like you know, the major like Oscar watching journalists are like, "Wait a minute, is Taylor Swift doing an Oscar campaign? What's happening here?" And all the Swifties are like, "Yeah, where have you been?" So if she wins an Oscar, not only will she be almost at an EGOT, but she'll have gotten an Oscar before Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay, so we're doing a 1989 song this week. Yes. You guys are really not fun today. Hey, we're with you. It's just how much do we want to talk about Taylor Swift's possible ego? EGOT. Ego. EGOT. E-G-O. Ego. Hmm. You know, guys... When the fans see you, they're going to have things to say, and it's not just going to be grumpy. Uh, I'm not a dwarf. <laughs> I'm dopey. Period. I am not a dwarf. Does that make me Snow White? You're Doc. You're, kidding me? You're constantly doing triage over here. You're be like, not the fans, the fans. Don't do that. I love our fans. They're very, they're fabulous. Big fan. Big fan of our fans. Big fan of fans. I love when they message me. I think it's great. Well, us. They do it through the Swift Talk. Right. But it's applause and aplomb for Kate <laughs> and like questions about, is Sam okay? This guy seems like he's intentionally just being wrong all the time. 
Also, is Jason all right? Yeah. Who's the grumpy producer? <laughs> I love it. I think it's funny when I respond back to him. I don't ever sign my name, and they're always like, "Thanks, Kate." I'm like, oh. Um. So now I guess we're just gonna slide right into the song. Let's just slide right into this DM of a song. What's uh? What's it called again? How you get the girl? Ah, right, right, right. This track is, ten, I have, album five. I have my pen and paper ready. I'm ready to find out how does one in the eyes of Taylor get the girl. I'm ready to study. Well, this could be helpful for you. <laughs> All right, we're gonna hit pause. You hit pause, and we'll be back in a few. Well, Sam. I didn't like that look. Um, did you pick up on finger symbols in this song? Like a little like t -t 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 in the background, like a small little bit of finger symbols. Uh, I'm not sure if they're finger symbols or if they're just digitally mm -hmm. uh, produced, like clicks, like kind of. Yeah, I would have given a lot of credit if it was finger symbols, just for the record. This feels like uh, a little bit like. An obscure but adult version of Love Story. Okay, like the next chapter of Love Story almost. like I don't know if I'd even say the next chapter. If, you did just karaoke it. I did? Yeah. What's uh, Love Story? Love oh. Story, one of Taylor Swift's greatest hits. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Romeo, save me. I'm here, standing here all alone. Uh -huh. I have my video. name's Juliet. My dad's listening on the phone. Please don't come and lyrics. bang on the screen door. Nope. I don't remember that song. It's a love story. That's probably why. But so it's it's got so it's weird. That's why I'm saying obscure because. Okay. You know, Talk let me, me let me back up and we'll get into that. Untangle this. Uh, interesting, interesting uh, pop song take. Yeah. Uh, acoustic forefront but then going into your synthesizer your boom 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 mm -hmm. um it, it was uh well like definitely a uh produced song with the majority of it being on the boards and probably using um you know the hit pads using the synthesizer to balance everything together well it's max martin and shellback yeah and the acoustic didn't get lost in that and, no. it, and it didn't felt like it was just added to it. it. It felt like that was the, this is the medium age of Taylor. She's doing this type of pop music now, still holding on to a bit of how she writes songs, how she performed traditionally and having that guitar being in the forefront. But it wasn't, um, it, it didn't have uh, the country feel like right. when they were trying yeah. to be like, oh, you want to do pop, you got to stick like this. It right. felt like it was hers. Yeah. Um, it was, it was pretty interesting, uh, just composition wise. Like it, it was, it felt dancey. Yeah. It's dancey. Um, it had, uh, what's it? Is it, Nat is it Natalie and Brulia torn? It felt a little torn by it Natalie and Brulia. felt a little bit of that. Um, it, okay. it, it kind of felt in some ways like when it was the mid nineties band that was trying to do pop songs. Mm -hmm. And so you had like these instruments that weren't necessarily creating the music traditionally associated with them. Like it was more of that pop dancey feel. Like the early two thousands Liz Fair. Ooh, ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Third Eyed Blind. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh Savage Garden. Oh god. Okay. You know Truly, what I mean? Truly madly deeply. And so that's why I feel like composition wise, it has all the 
all the little check boxes for yeah, fun poppy song. Don't Swedish pop. <laughs> yes, Swedish pop. It's Max Martin. Yes. Um, and with with that with that Max Martin, lyrically it didn't need to make uh the biggest story in the world. It just had to be like that little snapshot photo put into the song. It's yeah. simple. It's simple. Yeah. It it ended badly, so just show up in the rain, say you'll make everything better, and that's how it works. Well, kind of. But like, do kind make of. everything better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've all been there. Well, we've been there. I'm not going to speak for Jason. He doesn't you and like your the weave. Perfect marriage. I know. Golden love that you have together. Continually growing. <sighs> the worst. She's the best. She is the best. You don't deserve her. She's she, the best. She's the best. Big fans. Big fans. Um, but you know, I know you know, you know I know. But like you break up, you're like, all right, fine, it's over. And then they pop back in and you're like, oh, no, no, no. As Taylor said, it's a, it's a lazy man, here's a roadmap, basically. <laughs> when a guy is broken up with his girlfriend and he wants her back after six months. But it's not so simple as just sending a sup, miss you text like no absolutely unacceptable like here's the work you have to do here's the bare minimum for me to consider this i think it, it's okay so it has a lot of not the band say anything but the movie say anything yeah. it has that feeling to it definitely and so i'm just going through this catalog of my brain of like late 70s through mid 2000s of almost at the parody point the grand romantic gesture you are, we can't do it anymore, but when it was running through the airport to stop them before they board the plane. Holding the boombox over your head. Uh, when it's the, you know, running out through the rain, the pouring rain, miles to pound on their door. The I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy, mm -hmm. Notting Hill. Yep. Uh, the uh, banging on the glass windows on the second floor of the church as they're about to kiss and become married and trying to be like, no, take me instead. Yeah. Yeah, Th this has all of that feel and that tongue in cheek of being like, that's not how it's supposed it's, to work. Well, it can work. And if you you read, shouldn't do it, but it could work. If you read through the lyrics, every so often she'll punctuate it with, that's how you lost the girl. And she also ends it with, that's how you got the girl. Right. So, But you know that I love it because it's got this like almost realistic where you're mentally like, I absolutely am not doing this again. What is wrong with me? Now I have to go tell my friends, which is the worst part of it, because you're like, hey, so I know that we were like, we're done with him. It's over. He's a jerk. We've moved on. Baby, come back. And then they're back. And now it's like, so we're talking again, and uh, he's changed. And all your girlfriends are like. <laughs> no, they're different. They've grown so much. You don't understand. <laughs> they part their hair on the left side now. <laughs> yeah, it's a really fun uh Fun conversation to have. This this is just a uh, a a goof troop. This is a goofy song. It's fun. It's light. It's there's fun. there's no there's no substance, and it doesn't need to be substance. I think it's hilarious where she's like, and you know she's writing to like Harry Styles, and she goes, "Hey, you, you want me back? This okay. is how you do it." All right. So, oh, uh, we haven't done this for a while. Again, about like who's the song about? There's nothing really that I found. Uh, granted, I got caught up in the like moron boys being like this is what you have to do you idiot here's the baseline 
and that's what I got talking to in my group chat about last night, which we all had a good laugh about. But we're not on this group chat, are we? We're not on this group chat. What group chat are we talking about? Would you like to be on the group chat where we send TikToks back and forth about Taylor Swift theories and we discuss the lover house and how it's finally complete and is she going to burn it down to the ground? Now with Midnight's and how Midnight's is already our favorite album, even though we've heard nothing from it. Uh, is this a group chat you'd like to be on? Now, when you say Lover House, I'm going to assume that this is not like a physical house. No, it's from the music video for the song Lover, because Lover, the album, was originally supposed to be Daylight. But then she wrote Lover in the middle of the night and changed it. And the theory is that Midnight's was always supposed to come after Lover in the grand scheme of Taylor. But COVID hit. Shut down, she got inspired, wrote Folklore and Evermore, then she started re-recording, and here we are. But this would technically complete the lover house with it being the Midnight Sky. Oh, wouldn't that just And be... she liked the TikTok on this theory. Yeah, so, I mean, I can have this conversation with you guys in the group chat, but I feel like I would be taken out of that group chat pretty quickly. I'm unavailable. <laughs> brought it up that's not a grumpy unavailable it's just I'm, <laughs> I'm unavailable for that i'm just saying there's a lot to unpack and i know you guys are not going to want to do this every episode so i have to curate down all of the excitement <sighs> glad you asked about that group chat now really am really you am know, i'm really not am. i'm not allowed to travel right now so i'm not unpacking anything so <laughs> I'm going to take a hard pass. See, this is why I don't bring this up to you guys on our group chat. I just don't think you'd like my responses. I don't believe you'd watch the TikToks. And when you do watch the TikToks, you can't remember that I'm the one that sent it to you. And you start to tell me about a TikTok I sent you. Right. But the important thing is that I watched that TikTok. One out of every 50. Hey, you know what? Slim Pickens is a Just saying. musician. Just saying. Just the more you know. You know, on a positive note, when we do Lover, the song, we can get into the Lover house. Okay. All the albums in it. So why don't you tell us a little bit about this song that we're talking about? Well, this Kate. song is off 1989. It's not like, it's a fans like it, I guess. It's not a fanfare song, but it is one that is, you know, you like it. You bop around to it. It's a 1989, a very traditional 1989 album song like it's what you when you think of the album you'd expect a song like this to be on it it's not going to be breaking any number one hits she's not making any music videos for it but it is like kind of that fun you know dance around your kitchen doing your chores type of music mm -hmm. yeah it's a b-side let's yeah. do it on the driving in the car background radio yeah yeah i can totally see that it doesn't have um there's nothing, for me, uh, incredibly acidic uh, or uh, noxious about this song. Yeah. It wasn't like the guttural, like, so when you're like, I'm afraid by that look, it was just like, no, there's nothing to complain about. There's nothing just grabbing me. I totally get why this song works. I mean, she says the name of the song in the song multiple times, so you can't be mad about that. Oh, I thought the song was called O oh for a while. Uh-uh, <laughs> uh-uh, 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 yep. It, it's, it's got... A lot of that, which I mean, generally, I do not enjoy. In yeah, her, I know. In her songs. With this composition, it just, yeah, it worked. It was okay. I don't, 
I get why this isn't a fan favorite. Fan tolerate is definitely too weak of a word, but yeah, it's something that's like, yeah, we like that song. Yeah. It's it's the it's B side. It's like I kinda like Oreos. Like you like it. You're always gonna like if they're available, you're gonna be like, Yeah, I'll listen to that or I'll have one. Mm-hmm. But I don't I want like if you ask me what my favorite cookie is, I'm not gonna say an Oreo. Um, just give me a moment here. Preceding this album was red. Yep. Following this album is lover. Nope. Okay. Following this album is reputation. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, cause this does have that, that new romantic sound. I'm guessing that's a lot of it by the producer and the Swiss, mm-hmm. uh, Swedes, the Swedes, my apologies to the Swedes and the Swish. <laughs> uh, more Mama Mia, less, uh, gold line streets. Yes. Thank you. Um, it it feels like this is a song for her that this is this is like the dancer tune number on tour. Yeah. Does that make sense? I mean, guys, there's all signs are pointing to a tour in twenty twenty three. Is it going to be a midnight's tour? Oh god, I hope so. I don't even care. I don't care. I don't care. Can't wait. They like, no I will pay whatever. I do not care. If Taylor Swift was doing Rocky Horror. Who would Taylor Swift be? I couldn't tell you. Come on, that's a, that's a midnight classic. Not seen that in years. The midnight classic, right well, there. Well, you know, midnight classic. They think she's gonna announce that when this album comes out that she's got a full length movie that she directed. Oh, okay. Wait, that she has a full movie. So I I joked about this the other day, not in this group chat. And I was like, I feels like a soundtrack to me. Like this all like this very highly stylized pictures, the very like it feels like a soundtrack. What if she's dropping a, a like another short film? And then the crazies on TikTok also thought the same. And they were like, Well, what if she's dropping her directorial like feature debut? Which I don't think any studio is gonna I mean, she is Taylor Swift, but I can't see a movie studio being like yeah, let's film a movie completely in secret that no one knows about and doesn't right. get leaked. And then we'll release it with no fanfare. Yeah. This would have to be the most independent film yeah. that you're shopping. And also it seems like that would diminish the release of her album. If she's releasing the album, like the day she releases the album. Hey guys, okay, by the way. So, um, so with the blowing up of the lover house, which it's like a house and each room is one of her albums. And this is like the midnight sky around it. That could be like goodbye to music. Hello to, you know, films, films, my next phase. Cause oh, it's her 10th studio album in 32 years. Mm-hmm. It would not surprise me if this is kind of like a stopgap for a little while. Like, She'll do her re-recordings, put those out, do a tour. But then she's going to pull Michael Jordan and retire from basketball and play baseball. Maybe, yeah. Like, I mean, 10 albums is a lot. Yeah. She's been recording albums for 32 years? No, but she's 32. Okay. At the age of 32, she's released 10 albums. Okay. So in roughly 19 years, 10 albums. That's that's pretty quick. That's a punishing pace. It is. Yeah, because if uh, I mean, just for the casual listener out there, if you think about it, 
You're spending months in a recording studio after writing everything. Now you're trying to lay down every single track and you're recording. After you've made the album, you're releasing it, you're making your music videos, and you're going on tour. Mm -hmm. and you're, as you're starting the next one. As you're starting the next one. So you're spending like six months plus on the road, whether it's just North America or across the world, mm -hmm. and you're trying to write songs, and you have to get ready to record because as soon as the tour is done, you're recording the next album. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It's punishing. Yeah. I mean, she her first album came out when she was 16. So we'll call it starting recording at like 15, but writing like her whole life. Mm -hmm. But from 15 to almost 32, to have that be your life. Like you are writing, recording, touring. Writing, recording, touring. Writing, like, that's exhausting. It's exhausting to just think about. Yeah, and I, I mean, if... She's 13 when she's here coming to Portsmouth, 13 to 15. No, she was 15, like 16. Yeah. Like it's, the album had already come out. She was 16. It's more than just like your extracurricular activity. Like you're going to school every day and then you're spending all your time writing music and trying to perform and yeah. go places. Like that's, it's, it's having, it's not having the endless summer of like you can do whatever you want. It's having <laughs> that incredible structure of when your eyes are closed, that's the only time it's me time and you can sleep because everything else is. But business not really because her brain's still running she said how many times she's woken up with like a lyric or a melody in her brain she's like i gotta write this song mm -hmm. it yeah it it would be interesting to think that her if let's say that's the case let's say that midnight's comes out and she's going to transition into film it i mean awesome pursuit she has collateral and friends and all these things resources to fall back on and, and invest and create with but going from working incredibly hard having two years of working hard in a different way and not having to tour all the time to maybe doing these this type of work and it'd be like more of that controlled schedule as opposed to the when we're talking you know the first 10 weeks of this podcast when we're saying like oh yeah well she did like a las vegas review right it, it wouldn't be the worst idea in the world for her, especially if it's just like, yeah, I'm going to work how I want, when I want, on what I want. It's freedom. Right. Well, and business. How many artists, solo artists, have 10 albums to their name? Cher, Celine. Uh, Celine doesn't have 10 albums. Celine doesn't have 10 albums? There's no way Celine Dion has 10 albums. I'm going like, to Google that. Uh, I mean. There's no way. Th there, I'm, sh I'm sure there might be some. Not many solo recording artists. Yeah, I don't think Leonard Cohen. Not that quick. I mean, I don't think there's a solo recording artist that is making music every two years or or less than she is. Yeah, even Michael Jackson wasn't making it that quick. No, 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 no. You know what I mean, yeah. Like, how many Michael Jackson solo albums were there? I remember Off the Wall, Thriller, mm -hmm. and uh, one other. I, uh, I was, bad. I mean, yeah, bad. And How then, many else? Uh, he, uh, he had like three others after that. I am very wrong. Celine Dion has 27 studio albums. Thank you. But 19 of them are compilation albums. Still 20 albums. Well, yeah, but it's not It's not new material all the time. If you count the new material, like. No, I, I understand. We have to just for the record then. She also has been releasing albums since 1983. So, and long she has released twenty seven albums in the time 
Longer than Taylor's been alive. 40 years, yep. Yeah. Yeah, 39. Don't downplay that. I just was right about Celine having more than 10 albums. You're right. (laughs) And I said I was very wrong. Technically. (laughs) It, it... We're all on the same page in this though. Like it is a lot. That's a ton of work. And mm-hmm. most most artists burn out, unfortunately die, or they change what they want to do. Mm-hmm. They don't keep going. It's hard to keep that moment- momentum forever. Well, and how do you like the creativity that it takes and mm-hmm. it's gotta yeah. I mean it's one thing in your twenties when you're, you know, full of energy. But like once you get into your thirties, you're like, Oh Yeah. God. It's who can be bothered? Well, she and she made an interesting comment when she got her honorary doctorate degree at Yankee Stadium. She was like, "Last time I was here, I was in a dancing around the stage in a sparkly leotard. This is an infinitely more comfortable outfit to be on stage in." And you have to think about it, and you're like, "Not only are you on stage, but like the grueling part of putting that tour on every night for a year." Yeah, because it's not Taylor Swift the person; it's Taylor Swift the performer up there mm-hmm. at that moment. It's, I mean, okay, there are, when it comes to, like, a recorded video of a performance, you can tell when moments are genuine. Mm-hmm. Foo Fighters with their celebration of uh, mm-hmm. the Hawk this past week. Like, there's all these great people coming up to mm-hmm. perform. His son is the last person to perform, crushing the drums yeah. on My Hero. Like, Though those moments you saw in that um, the concert for George at St Albert's Hall in like two thousand four after yeah, George Harrison passed, but those away. are like you know right. one off, highly emotional, right? Yeah, one offs, highly emotional. The band last waltzes, yeah. everything you are leaving everything on the stage, right? And then we have a lot of the other videos or tour videos that we see of other performances, and it's just the performance, and you can have a feeling about it, but if you're just watching and analyzing, you're seeing like. They are just the gears are spinning. They're going through the emotions. They know which song well, those is what. are terrible. Like th- those are terrible tours. If you're touring out there for what they're co- what, I've been to a lot of concerts. <laughs> I have not seen many where I would say that's the case. That that it's just yeah, just robotic. I feel like, especially in this day and age with social media everywhere, these artists come out and they perform like their next record sales depend on it. Mm-hmm. Taylor, I've you can watch video footage of Taylor. It's all the same. Like she's she's there. She's in on it. I saw the country act Brett Eldridge, who usually plays he, bigger spaces than the nine hundred seats at the music hall, and he was just playing to every single person. Like if you're an artist and you can't like give it your all every night, like mm-hmm. of course some one offs like a a tribute concert, you're going to get a little bit more emotional. Mm-hmm. Sure. But if you're an artist who's just like running through the gears and this is my next step, you're not going to make it. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, you have to drop it all that night. Yeah. And then do it again the next day. Yeah. Yeah. You can't take a, you can't really have a bad day because then it's all over social media and then nobody wants to come to your shows and your ticket sales Plummet. tank and that's where you make your money. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't just like go through the motions on stage anymore. No. Because it gets recorded by somebody who you didn't pay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what's trending the next couple of days on Twitter. I'll give you a really fun, um, for instance, I went and saw a blues band play at the Hard Rock Cafe in Boston a few years ago. 
that it wasn't publicized that well from the hard rock, which it should have been. The blues band was called Delta Deep. It was made up of Phil Collin from Def Leppard, the guitar player. It was made up of the bass player from uh, Stone Temple Pilots and some drummer and Phil Collins, you know, friend, singer, this woman, African-American woman. And there was less than 40 people in the room. And they walked on stage, Phil Collins, like if you've seen him in concert, he's either either shirtless or he's got a shirt buttoned, just only one button near his belly button, (laughs) wide open. That's how him and the Stone Temple Pilots guy came on the stage. And he looked around, he's like, this is it? All right. But he went out there and played like he was playing a stadium gig. Mm -hmm. And that was impressive to me. I was like, you know what? That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Because it was just some little blues band he wanted to put together on the side when he wasn't doing Def Leppard. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that that took balls to do that and also be like he normally is instead of just saying, oh, this is a joke and then leaving or doing something half-assed. So I was, I was happy to see that. But that's, you know, they do, they have to, they have to perform. Artists and musicians have to perform 24 hours a day because of social media and Mm -hmm. because of who they are. Yeah. Yeah. And we've all seen it. I can't like off the top of my head, but like an artist who put on a terrible performance one night and the whole world knows about it by the next morning. Mariah Carey New Year's Eve. No one's going to let that go. Yeah. I mean, to a less, yeah. But like. I mean, that was also on worldwide television. Yeah. <laughs> but like just at a concert where like there's no, it's not being broadcast around the world. You have a bad night. It's still going to be broadcast around the world. Mm-hmm. Like you don't get a day off. Um, who there? I just read an article about this. A country star, Luke Combs maybe. His voice was off. He wasn't feeling well. He just didn't think he was. So he refunded all the ticket prices and said to the people, I'm going to perform. It's not going to be what you would have gotten a week ago what you'll get next week so come it's free because it's not up to my standards and i just thought that was a really interesting standard to set yeah yeah and you know ticket prices for concerts are not cheap like we we're having a conversation of what we'd pay for taylor and i'm not going to throw a number out because you two will not be impressed but i would pay that to have a great seat to a great concert. I got to see Elton John front row and it was an incredible experience. Like I can't even imagine paying that and going and being like, Oh, cool. You don't really want to be here. Right. Great. And, uh, yeah, the, just going back to changing my perspective from the, you know, the, you know, you're being recorded to you're performing no matter what, probably someone's recording you. There's a lot more of, there's a lot more chaos in those moments because yeah. anything can change. Whether it's you're, you're, you wake up and you're sick and now you're like, oh, what am I going to do? Or it's, you know, all of a sudden the, the the band is getting mad at each other or that person in the crowd, something happens. Like, you you never know. Mm-hmm. And I it's, it's hard to be like, yeah, the monopoly of how much these concert tickets are going to cost. But when you go there, you spend 400, 500 bucks to see this person that you've been waiting years and years and years to see. And it's going to be the last time you ever get to see him. And you go there and everything happens. You can't trade it for that $500. It's huge. It's a core memory. Yeah. If it's disappointing, that's terrible. That sucks. Yeah. And you're going to wish you had that money back. But if it's usually if it's everything you wanted and more, you forget all about it, the cost. And you remember those small moments. Yeah. 
I'm just glad concerts are back. Concerts are back, baby. All right. Well, on that note, speaking of being back, we will be back next week. We're going to roll the 20-sided dice. Sam is going to stop calling the memorial dice. This is the Jillian Petruziello fond memories dice. (laughs) (laughs) Jill, I tried. Tried. Love you, Jill. You're not dead to me. Uh, Yeah, each week we roll the dice. We pick an album. We pick a song. Uh, Feel free to guess before I tell you what it is. You might be right. Who knows? Album number one. Oh, back to the beginning. Back to the beginning. You've just loved every song off debut. I have not. Have not. And I so excited for this next week. I will do my best namaste before I go into next week. I will do everything I can just to be like, Kate, you, you have me at a, a neutral level. Let's see what happens. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Track 11, 111. One, one. Oh, that's lucky. That's lucky. Oh, it's our song. You can tell everybody. Okay, Elton. Well, that's exciting. It'll be fun. Yeah. Our song by Taylor Swift. It's not a cover. I'm going to just. It's not a cover. There's like zero cover she's done except for your birthday song, correct? Uh Uh, She's done some covers. She hasn't released them. Right. But she'll do them. Performances. Mm Mm-hmm. Outside of special requests for you, she doesn't really. Yeah, just the 20. I'm so excited because I think September 28th is going to play into midnights at some point. Do you remember? The 28th night of September. Oh, God. It's almost there. It's almost here. Almost it's here. Almost we just here. celebrated your birthday. Last year. <laughs> well, no. By the time this comes out, we'll have celebrated your it's birthday. Very true. It's very true. Celebrate Keep good times. Keep up. I will try. You made the decision on the coffee today, not me. We tried to get coffee. It was a 12-car line, and we said we could be on time or we could be caffeinated and fed, and we said, we'll be on time today, Papa. You're learning. You are <laughs> learning one day at a time. So there is a coffee in our future. Yeah, a large one. Mm-hmm. All right, well, thanks for listening. We, if you are in the area, we will see you on Sunday night upstairs at the press room. You need to calm down, dance party. You need to calm down. Upstairs. Upstairs in the press room. We're graduating. Um, Thanks so much for listening. If you don't already, obviously, please follow us on social media. I love getting DMs with your thoughts. The boys are, well. We will happily listen to your thoughts. Tell us what you think about Jason's uh, nice little uh, intro to a Using gorgeous as a sample. Did we post that on the? We posted that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah let us know what you think about that. Because they did. They did. Jason's really good at this stuff. Anyway. This uh, stuff if you haven't music. already, but make sure that you are following us wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. And boy, do we love a rating and a review. We had a great one who called himself our biggest fan. Aw. Thank Groupies, you, Groupies, I think, too. All right. So. We'll be back next week as we go back to the beginning with debut and our song. I'm Kate the Swifty. I'm not so swift the Sammy. See you next week.